You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe, alongside Jake Martin from the Washita Citizen. Jake Martin, how you doing this morning? Man, I'm in a good mood. How are oh, really? you? Uh, that's rare. That is rare, right? I'm just like what puts in you in a good mood on this Wednesday morning? I don't know. I just, you know, got a lot of things going on in the sports world and, uh, yeah, just having a good time. Yeah, there's plenty going on uh, in the Northeast Louisiana sports scene. Plenty to break down, plenty to discuss. We got a star studded list of guests today. Of course, you're always welcome to join in, 888-993-7762. It's called the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline slash text line. Go to StuartShelby.com for a free quote. You know it's a National Cereal Day, don't you? No. What's your favorite cereal? Oh, favorite cereal would have to be the Special K with the yogurt, the fruit and yogurt. Oh, dude, Jake. Dude, it's pretty good. Uh, he's losing man no, points as look, we speak. No, listen, that's good stuff, man. It's, oh. it's, it's better for you, first of all. all right. Second that's of all. important. It is important. Second of all, it tastes good. Yeah. It's surprisingly Good. No Captain Crunch. No. Uh, I do loop. love some Captain Crunch. Yeah. More like, like a dessert. Charms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cinnamon Toast Crunch. I mean, I like a lot of cereal. Huh. What about you? Uh, big fan of life with a little sugar on it. Yeah. Some Cheerios. You can never go wrong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Cocoa Crisps. Oh yeah. 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 Those sugary cereals. I like. Plenty to discuss besides cereals. Just was going to bring that up. It's a very important day. I'm glad. You need to just bring up what day it is every day. Like, I'm sure, uh, like, random days? I'm sure tomorrow's like donut day. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a day for everything. Yeah. Later on in the show, I don't know. I must have been delirious last yesterday after a long day. Uh, I was thinking about your dilemma and, of course, the deadline approaching for you to come up with a name for your son or daughter. I've got some ideas later in the show. I'll spring on you. I know your wife doesn't listen, but other family members do. So perhaps you could pass them by. Okay. Then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're, we'll take all the help we can get. Also, I uh, came up with uh, top eight sports names in the last 18 years in Northeast Louisiana. Nice. I told you I was delirious. Yeah. It was a nice 17 oh, hour were, day you yesterday. Were, you were missing me. You were thinking about me. You're like, you know what? How That's not what I should be thinking about as I drive home at 1130 <laughs> at night. Oh, well. Hey, that's up to you, man. I'm not going to judge your lifestyle. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into some headlines. Where would you like to start? Oh, man. Uh, can I, I – I know people get mad when I start with LSU. Can I yes. Start, can I start with Zach Watson, though? Okay. I, I want to start with Zach Watson real quick, and then All we right. can move on. Zach came back last night, and boy, did LSU miss him. He went three for five last night, had three steals. His first at bat was a double. Uh. So it was just refreshing to see Zach Watson back. At LSU, I'm glad to see him, you know, get over this injury that was, you know, nagging and confusing to a lot of Strained people. Strained oblique, correct? Strained oblique, and a lot of people didn't understand why it was taking so long. Finally, he got healthy. He came back and uh, showed out. So, good to see Zach Watson back up. There. LSU now versus Southern. Any idea what the series history is? No, I don't. 52-2. and two. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, LSU takes care of Southern last night. Now, they go down the road. And they will be in some hostile territory tonight as they take on the Cajuns. There you go. All right, that's it. Go ahead. Uh, other baseball news from last night. Uh, Louisiana Tech takes care of a feisty grambling squad, 8 to nothing. Tech pitching staff and what these starters continue mm. to do, uh, pretty darn impressive. 
Yeah, and that doesn't even do it justice, Aaron. I mean, last night Tyler Foss gave up just three hits in six innings. He also had a career-high eight strikeouts. But if you look at this pitching staff together, now the starting pitchers, all five of them, they combined for a 0.96 ERA. Hmm. They've struck out 78 and only walked 14 in 74 and two-thirds innings pitched. Hmm. Do I need to repeat that? 78 strikeouts and 14 walks in 74-plus innings. Mm. That is incredible. And then tonight they're going with the David Leal kid who's been outstanding <laughs> in the last two midweek games as they score up against ULM. Yeah, ULM's got a daunting task going against him. Uh, Tanner Huddleston once again uh, continues to rip the cover off the ball for the Bulldogs. He was 3-4 for four with three runs scored and a pair of RBIs. That pitching staff in all holds Grambling to four measly hits last night. Yeah, pretty, pretty salty. Uh, Grambling uh, returns to SWAC play this weekend as they square up against Arkansas Pine Bluff. And as we mentioned, of course, uh, the Diamond Dogs making the trip over ULM. Much more coming on that grudge game later in the show. We got sound from both uh, Federico and Burroughs as they get ready for this game tonight. Also in college baseball, we mentioned the story yesterday, played a little audio from uh, Cole Marsh, the former Neville pitcher, getting his first start for the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Pretty impressive performance. He goes uh, five innings, gives up uh, one earned run, three Ks, ran into a little bit of trouble early into that ball game. I'm sure nerves were there. Oh, yeah. Uh, First uh, opening night in that ballpark continues to be renovated and from all reports it is just incredible and it's far from being completed it will be done next year but uh cole marsh goes five innings and only gives up one earned run good for him yeah especially you know the backstory what took place on the neville football practice field back in 2013 it really is truly an amazing comeback story it really is and you know we're all rooting for him here in northeast louisiana uh, other headlines, we do have some uh, postseason basketball coming up tonight, but it all got underway last night with the uh, Grambling women. Got a little dicey there in the second half or the second quarter as they stormed out to a big lead, and then Alcorn State came storming back to take the lead. But ultimately, Grambling women are moving on there into the semifinals. They win 80-71. to 71. Shouldn't be a surprise. Uh, Shaquille Hill continues to get it done for Grambling State. Uh, it wasn't a triple-double or quadruple, but she did have uh, 30 points, five rebounds, six assists, and eight steals. Not a bad night. No, not a bad night at all. And with the win, they'll now take on Texas Southern this Friday at 6 p.m. Nice win for uh, Grambling State women last night as they move on. Now you look at, of course, the schedule for area teams in the college hoops. Big night coming up with uh, ULM versus Arkansas State. That one is slated to tip off at 7.30. You look at uh, the Warhawks, of course, uh, trying to beat Arkansas State for the first time this year. Tough to beat a team three team times, I understand. Oh, God. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, but, you know, it can be done, as we saw with the Saints and Panthers. Now, tonight, what I'm excited about is it's on ESPN3, so we are able to stream it live and, and watch the Warhawks take on um, – Arkansas State, and that is if you are not planning on going to the ULM Louisiana Tech baseball game. Uh, Duncan Dogs versus uh, North Texas tonight at 8.30 in the Conference USA uh, tournament. Uh, You mentioned uh, watching online. You would have been proud of me last night. I watched a portion of uh, the Grambling Women on YouTube. Yeah. Good for them for for putting that on YouTube. Fantastic. And by the way, 
Uh, and I, I told uh, Brian Howard, the SID, this from uh, Grambling yesterday. I emailed him, uh, well done by Grambling yesterday. The fact that I can watch a portion of that game on YouTube and then they send out a melt if some were not able to get over there, like Shreveport stations and cover their game, or I wasn't able to get over there yesterday, I send out a melt with highlights. That is being proactive. That is getting your team out there and getting some coverage. When I think they also realize that uh, the TV stations and media agencies are shorthanded now too. So well done by them. Yeah, I don't know him, but he has been crushing it. Just just looking at Grambling's website, it's always updated. Yeah, he's done a fantastic job over there. Mm. Uh, we did fail to mention one basketball score from uh, yesterday. ULM women's season comes to an end. Yeah, what what's the what's the record now? Uh, they end on a 16-game losing streak. They lose to South Alabama in the uh, Sun Belt Conference tournament, 80 to 54. They finish the year four and 26. Uh. I believe their four wins came against, uh, the last one came January 4th versus Coastal Carolina. Their three other wins were Centenary, Millsaps, and Houston Baptist. To call it a dreadful year would perhaps be uh, an upgrade. So, yeah, <laughs> they went two months without a win. Yes. That is tough. Yeah, it was an ugly season for the ULM women. Mm. High school hoops. Uh, basketball boys championships continue to play out down in uh, Lake Charles. This is going to be a big day with Simsboro and Wasman both in action. Yes, indeed. Um, Simsboro, I believe, tipping off at 445. Uh, yeah, that, so that's that's second place, 445. And then Wasman will come right after uh, against Madison Prep. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to today and seeing how both teams fare. I think, you know, a lot of us expect Simsboro to advance today. Wasman's going to be fighting uphill. You know, Madison Prep's a very, very good basketball team. But if anybody can get it done, it's, it's Casey Jones and his Wasman squad in Lake Charles today. Simsboro going after its first state championship since uh, 1975. They're going to go up against Hicks. And, of course, uh, Wasman, they have now made uh, back-to-back appearances. To back. To back in the uh, semifinals. Of course, they've been in the state championship. They've been the state runner-up two years in a row. Can they do it again, or can this year, can they finish the job? It will not be easy against the top seed Madison Prep. A Madison Prep squad, though, that has faced some injuries this year. Yes. Also, yesterday, we failed to get our Delhi Tensaw matchup. Uh, Delhi was victorious, 61-54 to against North Central, but Tensaw came up just short, 61-58 to loss to Whitecastle. Albert South had a uh, 27 points in that loss for Tensaw. The big story in this one for Tensaw, they dug themselves a big hole. They come storming back in the second half. But from the free throw line, they were just 7 of 21 on the day. And then Whitecastle down the stretch made their critical free throws, clutch free throws to pull away at the victory. So now we got Delhi versus uh, Whitecastle White for a state championship game. And that will be played 2 o'clock on Friday. Did I miss anything? Uh, are you serious? Yes, you missed something. The Pelicans. Mm. You failed to give the Pelicans props yet again, Aaron Dietrich. The Pels won again. Now they're on a nine-game win streak. Uh, last night they defeated the Clippers 121-116. to Had a little bit of a scare last night, though. Uh, Anthony Davis had a rib contusion uh, and had to leave the game, but he came back. 
scored 31 points in the second half after that injury, dealing with that injury, that uh, discomfort in his in his ribs. Um, he ended with 41 points and 13 rebounds in that win. And so the Pels continue that hot streak. Nice. Nine straight? Nine straight. Who's up next? Up next is... I was trying to ask you questions. You do, you and, I, and I, it's like I, I know the schedule until you ask me. Jake's all proud that he memorized and, and got the stats out uh-huh. there, and then I got to try to throw That's them off right. the tracks. Uh, Sacramento. Oh. Sacramento tonight. At home? No, on okay. the road. Back-to-back games then. Back-to-back games on the road, making that California trip. We buried another big story. Uh, St. Frederick has found its new head coach, that being... Andy Robinson, extremely well-known in these parts. Last year, of course, he is Rustin's offensive coordinator. Before that, he was at Washita, of course, a former standout player at Riverfield Academy. Happy for Andy Robinson. In fact, he will join us later in the show as he is the Warriors' new head coach. That is part of the headlines on this Wednesday morning. As Jake looks to Well, I was day. looking at it. I was making sure we didn't miss anything. I think that's it. I, I do have one headline that's not local our guy tubby smith yeah we just had the part and shot about him we were just praising him for what he said and this has nothing to do with what he said but looks like he could be out of a job at memphis uh apparently penny hardaway has some interest in taking over i'm sure he does the school uh would like to to maybe make that move as well and the reason why is because He's an AAU coach, and he oh, coaches. Yeah. That makes his, he's got credentials. He <laughs> he coaches several big prospects, ah. prospects that aren't very interested in Memphis. So the NCAA will be looking into him immediately if this happens. Yeah, well, and not only that, but uh, they've also been struggling with attendance. Like Memphis has gone down under under Tubby. As much as we love Tubby, uh, it's gone down a little bit. In fact, attendance this year was the lowest in nearly five decades. That's mm. half a century. So, um, yeah, this this looks like it might have some legs with it. Uh, those are some of the headlines on this Wednesday morning. It's all part of the Louisiana Pain Care starting lineup. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Let's go crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. Uh, our softball guru, Tim Whitman, already weighs in. So I'm going to have to fill my games like Grambling so I can get some highlights on TV. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Whenever he sees an opportunity, he lands it. Keep, keep sending them. <laughs> keep sending those jabs. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got a full slate of guests, a star-studded guest list today. Dr. Saul Graves will join us at 730. St. Frederick's new head coach will join us at 745. He goes by the name of Andy Robinson, Keith Robinson, Keith Robinson, Keith uh, Richard will join us from New Orleans at eight o'clock for his weekly visit as his Warhawks get ready to make a run at a conference championship. I brought out the Ken Palm stat to him earlier this week. It didn't go over that well. It didn't go well. Yeah. Well, I sure. said, uh, you know, he's got you down as a 0.9% chance of winning a title. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I imagine it didn't go well. I don't think we'll bring it up again. <laughs> I figured he wouldn't care. Yeah. Uh, we got sounds from, uh, from Federico and Burroughs as they get ready for the big game tonight between Louisiana Tech and ULM. Also some sound from uh, Brooke Store as Lady Texters get ready for a march towards the championship and an invitation to the big dance. You realize they haven't been back there since 2011. Wow. Uh, hey, how about this? Uh, Grambling's head coach, their season has come to an end, but it was an historic run for the Tigers 
winning a conference championship for the first time in 30 years. First winning season since 05-06. Dante Jackson, the SWAT Coach of the Year, will join us at 840. We'll also be previewing that big baseball matchup tonight, Louisiana Tech versus ULM. And I'm ready. I'm anxious to hear your names for the baby. Yes, I've come up with a few suggestions for Jake. I'm sure he will not listen to me, but I will give them to him later in the show. And also the top eight sports names from Northeast Louisiana in the past 18 years. Can't wait for that. And we've got a number of texts we'll get to. 888-993-7762. We're off and running on this Wednesday morning. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. Brad Parker and his wife Leah opened the Iron Cactus in Calhoun, Louisiana on July 12, 2010 and has made Iron Cactus into a -a one-of-a-kind restaurant and, in my opinion, the best Tex-Mex in the area. They now have a second location at 428 Desired Street in Monroe. Iron Cactus offers a family-friendly environment that's open for lunch and dinner and also has an array of platters for your catered events. Every time you visit Iron Cactus, you'll find a dedicated and grateful staff with a commitment to deliver the best Tex-Mex, along with the fresh ideas that will make you want to come back again and again. They pride themselves in using fresh food to meet your expectations of a delicious dining experience, and they look forward to serving you in a simple cantina setting. What's better than the Iron Cactus fajitas? Eating them with a margarita, obviously. They are so excited to announce they are now serving your favorite margaritas, wine, and ice-cold beer in downtown Monroe. 428 Desired Street, Monroe, and 1304 Highway 80 East in Calhoun. Local Sports Talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. All right, Jake, uh, you read these texts with such vigor. I'll let you go first. What do we got on the text line? 888-993-7762. All right. Rusty says Del High inches closer. Yeah. Good headline. To that championship. Yes, they do. I'll be making a trip down there this afternoon. All right. Good plug there from yeah. Aaron. Quint says the Pelicans. AD for MVP. LBJ has nothing on them. Great numbers for a winning team in the West. Not in the least. Mm. Richie says, Aaron just leaves the Pelicans gloating to Fox in the afternoon, so we'll have a 30-minute gush over them later. Fox is all on board with the Pels. Fox is all on board, yes, indeed. Uh, Terry says, White Castle coach Troy Green played for me at Southeastern Louisiana and was on my staff at Texas Westland. Mm-hmm. Delhi White Castle State Championship game should be a very good one, as it, as is, in my opinion, Delhi has considerably better team than Tinsaw. I'm calling the game on television and can't wait to do it. Mm-hmm. 
And You're still broadcasting the games on the internet, correct? Yeah. yeah. Uh, NFHS, you have to pay $10, but you can watch all of them, huh. all the games. Uh, Quint says, Good I bet. Good plug there for the LHSA. Yeah, that's what we do. We're here to help the LHSA. <laughs> Quint takes a, a jab at me, says, I bet Jake knows the schedule for all the LSU teams, <laughs> LOL. I do not. I don't even think you need to put the LOL at the end, Quint. We knew. No, I'm going to read LOL. Uh Trent says, Pels are rolling. My Nashville Predators are rolling, headed for their third straight playoff. You knew that, didn't you, Aaron? Yeah. World Cup is right around the corner. Been waiting four years. How about y'all? How about you, Aaron? Yes. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, tomorrow we're going to have our bucket list. So get ready. The oh, top yeah. 10 Thursday, uh, the 10 sporting events that you want to go to. So this should be fun. Should be I fun. also think we should include then the five, perhaps, games that we've been to or the events that we've been to that are – our best so far so we'll have two separate lists 10 10 things we want to scratch off the list the yes. top 10 sports buckets. related sports related and then we'll a have a game or an event five best sports related games we've been to yeah. okay sounds fair to me <laughs> i love michael's uh text here from monroe he says earlier in the season i thought rainbow could beat the pills <laughs> <laughs> Now we're speaking hyperbole. <laughs> we were just talking about Rabel being the best team in the last decade. Now we're going to put the Hornets uh, up against the Pills. Yeah, well, that's that's the world we live in. Earlier this season, I thought Rabel could beat the Pills, giving <laughs> catching them on an off night, and now I'm wondering who can stop them. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like that text, too. So uh, yesterday we got in this little conversation as the deadline is quickly approaching for uh, Jake. Uh, he's got to come up with a, a name or two. He's got to brainstorm. Just one. Yeah, just one. <laughs> now, if it's two. <laughs> if it's two, it's going to be Peyton and Manning. Oh, I'm well. putting my foot down. Uh, expecting a child in uh, late May, correct? Early yes, June? Yes, yes. But uh, and I have certainly have come up with some uh, – suggestions for him and his wife and his family but it also got me to think in uh, the last 18 years two decades the best sports names in northeast louisiana Tabor weighs in and Tabor says if this name is not included on the list i should just throw the list away correct tabes correct and it is transmission davis yes or as every time i couldn't help but read when i'd read it back when you still read the paper yeah i always read it as transmission davis Yes. <laughs> and he lived up to the part. Yes, yes. Uh, you got some music. We need to probably uh, pep this segment up a little bit. So I'm driving home, and I'm thinking, and I'm brainstorming. So I came up with eight, Jake, over the okay. last 18 years. Well, we've already, hold on. We've already got two on the text line, the yeah. same, from different people. Yes. Sherman and Trent say Ringo. Yes. So Ringo for a good uh, boy's name for uh, Jake's okay. child. I like it. So these are just the top uh, eight names in Northeast Louisiana over the course of 18 years that I've come up with. All right. All right. You want something strong. You want something powerful. You want something that you just demand respect when you say the name. Yes. Brad Bradshaw. <laughs> right? Say, I'm not talking about names for your kid right now. I'm talking about oh, just okay. just eight names in Northeast Louisiana, okay. the best names. I was like, no, you're not naming your kid Brad, Brad Bradshaw. Bradshaw Martin. <laughs> That's a little on the nose, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> All right. That's eight. Okay. Seven, Jarius Jackson. It just flows off the tongue when you're giving it I mean, highlights. I feel like there are probably better names than that. That I was number seven. Yeah, okay. but I, okay. Sports Keep names going. in Northeast Louisiana over the last eight years. Jarius Jackson's kind of plain, though. Oh. He went by Jay, too. 
Jay Jackson. Okay. You didn't see his game. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't love that one. All right. Uh, I, I, I I boo that one. All right. Uh, Devarius Dunn, an outstanding guard at Washington. Devarius Dunn led him to a, a state championship. It's unique. Yes. Number five, Jake. You probably have covered the guy a, a time or two in his career. Some say you had a, a little bit of a crush on him, Slade Bolden. <laughs> Slade, Slade is a good name. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that is unique. It, it is. It carries distinction. It does. It's pretty good. Number four. What you got? Lace Darius Dunn. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Is he kin to the other Dunn? Yes. Lace okay. Darius Dunn well, ended up being the all-time leading scorer in Big 12 history. He wasn't a bad player. Lace Played it at Celsius Christian. Lace Darius. Interesting. Yes. yes. Okay. That's that's a good one. Yeah. Right. We're only at number four. At number uh, three, Storm Warren. Of course. Yes. That's the name I thought of initially. Yeah. I thought it might be your number one. But yeah. Yes, that is most certain. I mean, there. Storm coming down the court and just throwing down a thunderous dunk. Yes. Former Richwood standout. He was fun to cover and a great guy, too. Uh, that's just such a great sports name, Storm. Yes. Awesome. Got any ideas, number two, over the last 18 years? Would I know it? Uh-huh. I hope. Devontae? Quint would say, uh, for sure you know it. Uh, I don't know. I'm blanking right now. Barkevius Mingo. Oh, yes. Barkevius Mingo is unique. Did you did you call him Barkevius or did you call him Kiki? I like Barkevius. Okay. Yeah. I I liked the name Barkevius. I didn't love it when people shortened it to Kiki because I thought Barkevius was just a cool name. Yeah. Like it it actually worked, uh, and it wasn't hard to say where you had to shorten it to me. Yeah. Like I thought it was kind of easy to pronounce. Yeah. So I didn't understand why people shortened it to Kiki, but yeah, Barkevius Mingo definitely. Yeah. Any guess who the number one name in the last eighteen years in Northeast Louisiana sports? No. The, one of the best names probably of all time. Ripped from the pages of a novel. Okay. Steel Boudreaux. Steel Boudreaux. What year did he play? Uh, St. Frederick. I don't know what year. They all blur together all through these years. Earlier career? Or no, later? middle of the career. In fact, uh, he works out every once in a while at St. Frederick with me still. Steel Boudreaux. I mean, how strong of a name is that? Does that just, I mean, that is just like a. A Hollywood star name. Steel Boudreaux walks into the room and all eyes are gazed on him. It's it's good, but can I can I tell you I think Storm Warren should have been number one. Uh, I like Storm Warren at number one. What a sports talk debate here. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of some... people, including Matt, would say uh, Slade Boldy says, Can we stop talking about Slade already? <laughs> Tommy says Ricky Martin. <laughs> uh we got some good ones. Dave, did I do all right? You got to admit, Steel Boudreaux has got to be number one. Not ever Storm. I got, I got to go with Jake on that one. I, mean, Storm had the game to back it up, and that was just a cool name. It's just cool, man. Bringing the Storm to you. Hey, Steel had a, a pretty good sophomore season. <laughs> that counts. Yes. He rushed for over 1,000 yards in a sophomore <laughs> season out of St. Frederick. Oh, brother. <laughs> uh, if I missed one or two, hit us up, 888-993-7762. Later on, I'll really come strong and tell uh, Jake what he should name his kid. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. By the way, strong music, yes. <laughs> This is good stuff right here.
feel like we're on the Price is Right or something. Uh, Quint says Mingo's number one. Slade is a defector. <laughs> Man, there are a lot of Slade haters out there. <laughs> That's what happens when you sign with Alabama. <laughs> The Morning Drive returns after this with a guy that's got a strong name. Saul Graves, after the break. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. Brad Parker and his wife Leah opened the Iron Cactus in Calhoun, Louisiana on July 12, 2010, and has made Iron Cactus into a one-of-a-kind restaurant and, in my opinion, the best Tex-Mex in the area. They now have a second location at 428 Desired Street in Monroe. Iron Cactus offers a family-friendly environment that's open for lunch and dinner and also has an array of platters for your catered events. Every time you visit Iron Cactus, you'll find a dedicated and grateful staff with a commitment to deliver the best Tex-Mex, along with the fresh ideas that will make you want to come back again and again. They pride themselves in using fresh food to meet your expectations of a delicious dining experience, and they look forward to serving you in a simple cantina setting. What's better than the Iron Cactus fajitas? Eating them with a margarita, obviously. They are so excited to announce they are now serving your favorite margaritas, wine, and ice-cold beer in downtown Monroe. 428 Desired Street, Monroe, and 1304 Highway 80 East in Calhoun. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self, maybe even better. Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. It's time for the Morning Drive's weekly visit with the sports medicine doctors at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. Welcome back to the Morning Drive. Aaron Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group 1 Realty Studio in West Monroe. We always look forward to catching up with the doctors on Wednesday morning. That includes Dr. Saul Graves joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. What up, Saul? How you doing this morning, bud? Hey, I'm doing great. Good morning. So I know you're on the road, so you haven't heard this uh, spirited debate we just had. So Jake's uh, expecting a child here the end of May, early June, so we're doing a little bit of the name game. And then, of course, that brought up great names in Northeast Louisiana sports history over the course of the last two decades. So I need your opinion, and, of course, I know you will weigh in and give us an honest opinion. At number one, for best names in Northeast Louisiana, I said Steele Boudreaux has to be at the top. Uh, he was going with Barkevius Mingo or Storm Warren. Of those three, what do you think is the best <laughs> name that's come through over the course of the last two decades? Uh, that's a, that's a, I, I may have to go with Barkevius Mingo. That may be the uh, best. Uh, the, it's because you LSU, LSU lovers. <laughs> yes. Well, that's you right. and Jake. Yeah, you, got, you gave me a. He gave me a St. Fredericks guy, and, and <laughs> yes. I'm not sure about Storm where he went, and, and then an LSU guy. So yeah. I'll pick yeah. the LSU guy every time. Mm. 
Storm was also an LSU guy, so I'm, I'm worried you forgot about him, man, back in the day. <laughs> I, I, okay, I did, I did forget about that. Well, I like him too. I like that. You know, I'm a, I'm, I like, uh, I like good quarterback names, and I think Colt Browning was a pretty good name. I kind of like oh, the name Colt. Yes, yes. you did. Leave you him are off. right. How did I forget that? Yeah, I don't know. Man, good job, Saul. Hey, man, I know you're uh, down in the New Orleans area going to head to an orthopedic uh, seminar. I'm always curious, when you're at something like this, is there a speaker or two or perhaps a topic that you, you want to attend and, of course, seek out to hear their advice? Well, you know, this is this is an amazing <clears throat> convention. You know, it's it's um, probably got about 30,000 orthopedic surgeons at this convention, and, and they come from all over the world. And, and, wow. and really, you can literally – you can literally find any kind of topic or information that pertains to orthopedics that you want. And so I, I like to, you know, I stick to pretty much what I, what I do most of, and that's, that's sports medicine and, and shoulders and knees stuff mainly. And so I actually got to go to a course yesterday on um, shoulder instability in, in athletes, which are just, you know, athletes that dislocate their shoulders, have label tears. And I got to hear a guy from France, um, a guy named Pas- Pascal Boulot, who's one of the, <laughs> you know, top orthopedic surgeons in the world. And, and uh, it was really amazing some of the things that he's doing. And, and so it's it's just it's a great event to, to come to and, and an opportunity to start to learn a lot, that's for sure. I bet uh, those hotels and businesses down in New Orleans are licking their chops with that many surgeons in town. I can only imagine what the going rate for a hotel this week is down there. <laughs> Ask Nick White about it because, you know, they obviously uh, – this has been it's been scheduled for a while. I mean, Nick had to come down here for the Sunbelt Conference Tournament and, and – uh, it's just amazing how much they, uh, you know, I guess I guess they figured orthopedic surgeons can spend a lot, so they jack the prices up. Mm, I bet. All right, got a number of uh, questions here, one of them dealing with the combine that we uh, just wrapped up and, of course, uh, watched. Ohio State lineman uh, Billy Price has a partially torn pec muscle. It happened at the combine. They're saying it's an incomplete tear. Any chance that something like this could perhaps jeopardize her season or because it's just a partially torn, he should be all right? Yeah, you know, I, and I actually found out um, that he he did have surgery, in fact, yesterday. So, which probably indicates that it may be, maybe it was a little bit more than a, than a partially torn uh, tendon. Um, you know, we do see partially torn pec tendons, especially when the when the injury occurs in the muscle, when the pec muscle. Those, that's something that you can treat without surgery, but when it affects the, the tendon, and and you know, if, even if it's partially torn. Uh, the, the the weakness that ensues because of that means that especially in a guy like him that's an offensive lineman, uh, you know you got to do something to to stabilize that and fix it and, and make sure that he regains his strength. And um, you know they're saying four months with him, it's it's difficult um, to come back from from something like that. Obviously because it's a uh, you know especially with a guy like him who, who when you're an offensive lineman you're constantly pushing on people. But I think that's reasonable. I think there's a chance that that um, he could be back at some point during the season, but it, it's, I, I would not be surprised if it, it doesn't affect his, his draft stats a little bit just because people know their name may not be able to count on him uh, right away. Pec tears always seem so random to me. Is there any precautions that meatheads out there can take or perhaps Jake Tripp decides he wants <laughs> to get under a bar later this morning? <laughs> well, I, I, would, I will say this. You know, I think the most common reason that people – get pec tears you know and maybe after um nfl sports especially because of the the fact that that there's such good testing but i think steroids are probably the biggest reason so if they're 
guys out there that are that are taking steroids, I mean, that's probably one of the most common things that occurs as a result of, of steroid use. Now, beyond that, I mean, I think obviously the, the heavier weights that you do, the more opportunity there is to, to have something like that happen. So, um, you know, lifting maybe a little bit lighter uh, weight is, is one way to protect it. And, you know, you, sometimes you say lighter weight and higher reps, although you look at this instance with him, and obviously they're doing 225, which is a lighter weight, and they're doing multiple reps, and then he's still tore his pack doing that. So, you know, sometimes if you're going to lift weights, it's just one of those things that that um, uh, that you have to expect. Now, I'm, I'm sure if you lift weights like, like me and Jake do, it, it's probably not going to happen to us, but maybe somebody like you, Aaron, it could, it could happen as you're, you're probably going a lot heavier than we are. Uh, Saul, we all watch the combine, and, of course, uh, we're always curious. They poke and prod these athletes. Then later on, of course, they'll call them into their facilities, and they'll have even more thorough physicals. Typically, from what you understand, what takes place in these physicals, and how detailed are they? Well, it just so happens I actually got to listen to an interview. You know, since I'm down down in the New Orleans, Baton Rouge area, I got to listen to Matt Moscona, Moscona who has a local radio show down here, and he had Chip Bankston on yesterday, who's the – the team doctor for the New Orleans Saints, uh, the new team doctor, actually took over kind of mid-season last year, and, and he was actually detailing what they did at the combine this past week, and it was amazing the things that that they put those guys through. In fact, he said their team with the Saints, the team of orthopedic physicians, was actually four orthopedic doctors, and he said at one time they could have four doctors looking at at a, at a single player at the same time, two on each leg and two on each shoulders. The, the most significant thing I, that he told me about was, or that he told the audience about, was that um, the number of MRIs that were ordered. You know, there's there's maybe a, a little over 300 athletes that were at the combine, and he said there was more than 500 MRIs done uh, at the combine. They actually pull up a couple of trailers that have MRI machines in them, and and so they they do them on site. And so obviously, guys had multiple MRIs done, you know, for one player. So the 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 um, the detail that goes into their exams and, and the workup that occurs uh, is just you know amazing what all they do to try to make sure that they don't make a mistake on on picking somebody that that may be uh, injury riddled once he gets there. So I almost feel bad for the athlete though they're caught in a catch twenty two. It's not like they have any rights at that point. It's just basically they're a guinea pig and uh, they're up there for everybody to kind of poke and prod. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously they have rights. I mean, they could refuse it if they wanted to, and I mean, that's their that's their right to do that. But it's not in there. You know, obviously yeah. the team holds all the power because you know they they're not gonna they want to know everything about you, and um, you know if if you if you opt out of those things, and they're gonna obviously that's gonna put up a red flag and and may end up being the reason why somebody doesn't pick you. Uh, Major League Baseball season right around the corner. We continue to see a rise in hip injuries in Major League Baseball players. Uh, any rhyme or a reason to that? Yeah, I think there is. Um, I think especially when you talk about pitchers, and I know Tim Lincecum is somebody who's yeah. dealt with a bad hip uh, for a while. And, and when you think about the amount of force that, that a pitcher puts on his plant leg uh, in, into the hip, and it's directly, you know, when you, when you do it over and over repetitively, um, the amount of energy that transmits through the hip, it just leads to, to issues and problems with the hip. And one thing that that, that uh, was pointed out about him that, that I really had never paid much attention to was he was uh, had a very long stride. So when he when he planted on that left leg, because of his long stride, 
it, his knee tended to be a little bit more extended, uh, and as a result, the mobility in his hip was lessened. He was not able to, to twist on the hip as much, and also it was just driving his leg into the ground almost like a post. And, and, and you think about how hard and violent he threw a pitch, and as a result, it's led to significant damage, a label tear, and, and probably even some some degenerative or arthritic-type changes in his hip, which is probably why he's not been able to come back yet. I know he's trying to make it back this year, but it's been a couple of years, if I'm not mistaken, since he's since he's pitched. And, and um, so that, that's sort of the deal with pitchers. You know, obviously with, with hitters, there's a repetitive torque on your hip every time you, you stride through and, and, and hit a baseball, and then and then catchers as well. When, when you know catchers have to do so much squatting, uh, and that puts a tremendous amount of um, uh, stress on your hip as well. So I think it makes sense as to why there's been so many hip injuries uh, in baseball. So Saul, uh, what's on your agenda today as you look through the list of uh, speakers? Anybody pop out or a topic you're going to? Yeah, well, I'm actually heading to the first. The first uh, course I'm going to is on. Uh, a pediatric or adolescent uh, uh, athletic sports injury. So it's just kind of an array of things on that. And then this afternoon I'm going to a course on uh, ACL revision. So people who have had ACL reconstructions but then tear their uh, ACL again. And there can be a lot of challenges that occur after that happens. And so it's uh, it's going to be a good day, I think. Hmm. Good stuff. You're out of the office, but I know your colleagues and other coworkers are still back grinding away. Somebody has an issue. Where can they find them? Well, of course, we got our our main location on Louisville Avenue and Monroe, and then have satellite locations in Western Row and also Ruston that, that uh, we're there daily. And then we have our injury clinics that that happen at the Louisville office location at ten o'clock on uh, weekday mornings, and then of course our after hour after hour clinics are there on Louisville as well on weekdays and then also on Saturday mornings as well. Saul, appreciate the time, bud. Have a great day. Okay, guys. Thanks for having me on. Dr. Saul Graves. Uh, got a couple texts here. Got a buddy. Somebody says, running about $400, $500 a night for a hotel room down in New Orleans with all the surgeons from across the world down there. Oh, Talk about price gouging. Oh, we got yeah. some doctors, surgeons heading to our area. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> no, thanks. We thought there was price gouging for the Bayou Classic. Hey, right. <laughs> uh, this text made me laugh. This is from Tommy. He said, considering the love affair last season, how about Rosenthal Martin? <laughs> the reference with their Rosenthal yeah. from uh, Faraday. Yeah. I, I Maybe I can combine him and Dantres Scott. Do Dantres, Dare Martin. Maybe we can get both of them in yeah. on that one. I like him. Keep the text coming. 888 Coming up after the break, we'll hear from St. Frederick's new head football coach, Andy Robinson, will join us next on The Morning Drive. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. 
The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. Go beyond the textbooks and learn the stories of local heroes at Chenault Aviation and Military Museum. See personalized exhibits and artifacts from the Civil War to current conflicts of Iraq and Afghanistan. And visit the last home of Flying Tiger legend General Claire Chenault. The Chenault Museum is open Tuesday through Saturday from 9 until 4, and admission is free. They are also available to host meetings, birthday parties, and weddings. For more information, call 318-362-5540 or visit their website at chenaultmuseum.org. You can like them on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Pinterest. Chenault Aviation and Military Museum, located at 701 Kansas Lane in Monroe. cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive this hour is sponsored by ronnie ward toyota of ruston welcome back to the show aaron and jake hanging out here in the caldwell banker group one Realty studio in west monroe john Tabor doing a fabulous job on or in the sports talk 977 headquarters in ruston we'll continue to talk some uh, high school and college hoops in this eight o'clock hour Keith Richard will join us for his weekly visit as the Warhawks continue to get ready for Arkansas State. Big showdown later tonight in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. Of course, we look forward to the matchup on the diamond tonight between Louisiana Tech and ULM. A high school coaching carousel has come to a stop in Northeast Louisiana. We're looking for St. Frederick to fill its position, and the news came down uh, yesterday that Andy Robinson is the Warriors' new head football coach. Press conference and formally introduced to the Warrior Faithful will be tomorrow morning out at St. Frederick. But, heck, we jumped the gun, and we get an opportunity to visit with him this morning. He joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. What up, Andy? How you doing this morning, bud? Doing good, guys. Good morning to you guys. How's it going? Good, man. We're not doing as well as you. First of all, congratulations. Uh, what does this mean to be St. Frederick's new head football coach? Um, it means a lot to me. Um, it's, it's an exciting time for, for me and my family. Uh, something I've uh, you know been working towards the last uh, few years here coaching um, became a you know interest when I got into coaching and, and trying to work my way up and, and being a head coach and you know being lucky enough to, to have some really influential coaches in my life growing up and, and playing 
you know, sports growing up and, and my dad being a high school coach, um, you know, and getting to play football for, for 12 years and then deciding this was the profession that I wanted to pursue. And then, uh, you know, had an opportunity to work for some great head coaches and, and uh, learn from these guys. And, um, you know, so it's just a, exciting for me. It's always been something that, that I wanted to do. And, and St. Frederick High School has given me the opportunity to do that. And uh, we're going to try to make the most of it. All right, Andy, we talk about 16 years of coaching experience, and, of course, your familiar face and name in these parts. You did spend some time at Louisiana Tech and then, of course, in Texas and then eight seasons at Washington and last year as the offensive coordinator at Ruston. How would you describe your style? And you talked about all those influences you had from different coaches. What did you kind of gain from those different guys? Because you've certainly had some great mentors through the years. Uh, no question, Eric. There's, there, uh, Aaron, there's some, there's some guys that I've been fortunate enough to work for. I think you take some stuff, uh, good and bad from each assistant and head coach and try to mold them to your own style and philosophy. Um, you know, high school football to me is real simple. You don't have to run the football to win games. Um, I have to find a way to make some explosive plays happen offensively. Um, you know, I've always been an offensive coach since I've been in high school. I coach from the defensive side at Louisiana Tech, so I have experience on both sides of the ball and, you know, aggressive defense that's going to be attacking. And, you know, you don't have to play to your personnel. I think that's a big deal. Um, in high school, you have kids in your program, and you got to see what they're good at and try to ask the kids to do those things and, and fit it around whatever style or offensive or defensive philosophy you're going to have. So, you know, the biggest part is just getting to know your team, getting to know your coaches, um, figuring out what's, what's the best thing for you and the best option to give your team the best chance to win. But, you know, like I said, I've, I've been in some different styles of offense when I was at Kilgore High School. Um, we were a heavy power downhill run offense. Um, we were a little more, uh, you know, open at Washita with some athletes and, and could do some different things there at Ruston, um, being able to spread the field and put some guys in space and kind of make some plays. But, you know, I think high school football is unique um, because you have your set of athletes that you bring up through your program. And those are the guys you're going to have to play with on Friday, and, and you got to do what fits those guys and, and fits your school. And, and, you know, we're excited to get in there and get to know those athletes and, and see where we're at and see which direction we can move forward in. Andy, you mentioned, of course, growing up, and your dad was a very successful uh, coach. At what point did you realize this was probably something you were going to get into? And without tooting your horn, you were a very good player in high school, won a numerous awards. Heck, you go to Louisiana Tech out of Riverfield Academy, how many people actually say they do that? But at what point did you know this is what I want to do for a life? Well, you know, early on, like I say, I grew up in, in small town, growing up in Delhi. My dad being a coach there, being a assistant coach for a really long time, and then just kind of growing up in fourth and fifth grade and seeing him get that opportunity as head coach. And being in all the practices and the workouts and, and being a ball boy on Friday night is just something you kind of fall in love with. And um, I'm very fortunate to, to go to Louisiana Tech out of Riverfield Academy, like you said, with a great opportunity and just kind of, you know, sign there under Gary Croton, who was a really good coach, uh, just taught a lot of football, played with some really good players, and just kind of fell in love with the whole process of uh, the game and, and how it works and, you know, and then coming out and, as a young coach, getting an opportunity to go to coach at some different schools and some really good programs with some established coaches and seeing how the programs are run and how the coaches operate. And, uh, you know, so it just kind of early on, it was something I always had my own, obviously loving sports, uh, participating in football, basketball, baseball, running track, um, and then just kind of football being your main love and something you pursued at the end. So early on, it was something I knew I wanted to do. 
Uh, my parents always supported me with it, and, um, you know, it's just something that, that I'm excited to get the opportunity to do it now and uh, work with a good group of guys over there at St. Frederick's. And, Andy, a lot of people forget you got to dip your toe into the college game coming out of Louisiana Tech as uh, Coach Bicknell gave you an opportunity. He did. He, he, you know, Coach Bicknell, I ended up playing for him uh, the last few years at uh, Louisiana Tech, and, and Coach was really great guys on that staff. And, and he did as a 24-year-old guy, um, finishing his master's degree, gave me the opportunity to be a full-time coach and recruiting coordinator. And um, it's something that I'm forever grateful for him. You know, I learned also early on how the coaching profession is, and it, it didn't quite work out the way we wanted to, um, but it's made me a better coach and a better person because of it. And uh, it was a great opportunity and great experience. And, you know, you always try to work to put yourself back in those situations sometimes, but, you know, sometimes your paths take you different ways. And right now it's led me to, to St. Frederick's, and I'm excited to be there. I know the opportunity to be the head coach uh, certainly uh, was out there, but I know it was still a difficult decision to leave a Ruston program in just one year that you had become very fond of in your relationship with Coach Ball. How difficult was it to tell the Bearcats that you were leaving? It's very, very difficult. Um, coach Ball's been here. We've got this job in January, and um, I joined him early on in this process, and, and we've, he's, he's done a really good job here. You know, Ruston's unique because there's just so many good people um, here in the school and in the in the town, and I was fortunate enough to live here for nine years, so I knew a lot of the same people that are still around here. But there's just so much support. Um, Ruston's very unique in, in the support and the history, um, the facilities. I mean, everything they have to be successful here makes this a pretty unique program in the state, and, and it was a great experience for me to get back over here and, and get to put some time in here and reconnect with some of those people and these assistant coaches. And then obviously working for Coach Ball, as a head coach, he's he's been successful everywhere he's been as assistant and head coach, and he's definitely got this program moving in the right direction. New St. Frederick head coach Andy Robinson joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. All right, let's have a barbershop moment. All right, Coach Robinson, what are you going to bring to St. Frederick? What kind of expectations do you have for the Warriors? You know, the expectations uh, for St. Frederick High School, for me, uh, we're going to set them high. You know, we're going to have that goal. Every year, uh, like most programs in the state, we want to finish that last game in the Louisiana Superdome in the state championship game. Um, we want to be super competitive in our district. Um, we're going to have to really take a look um, at ourselves and make sure we're taking care of our athletes and doing the things we need to do first to improve them, you know, and put them in the best situation um, that we can. And then we're just going to have to build on that. It's a great academic school. Kids have a lot of opportunity coming out of St. Frederick to – to go to four-year universities and, and pursue degrees, which are, which makes them great professionals. And then we just want to build on that on the athletic end and uh, raise the bar as high as we can and, and generate some excitement. You're going to get a guy that's going to be there every day. I'm going to be available and, um, you know, have access to all these athletes and, and uh, push them as, as hard as we can to, to achieve our goals and accomplish what we need to. You mentioned about the offense. It has to be a diversified. And, of course, you've shown the ability to really chunk the ball around when you're at Washita. Some would say the personnel you're having at St. Frederick. And this really isn't a fair question considering you probably haven't even met the kids yet. But offensively, what do you see uh, kind of like your game plan and what you'll do there? Like I said, it's going to build around our personnel, um, the, the players that we have available and play into those players' strengths. Obviously, with the game and the way it's changed in the last few years with a lot of the different formations and, and the, the read games and the option games that guys have added in and, and being able to throw the ball and make some quick decisions, get the ball out of the quarterback's hands and 
those are all things that we have experience with and, and that I've done in the past. But, you know, the biggest thing is just going to get in there with those kids on a daily basis, um, you know, get them prepared as, as good as we can and see what their strengths are, and then we'll see which direction we need to move forward in. But, you know, overall we want to attack and, and we want to play with some tempo. And, uh, you know, we want to we want to make the game fun and score some points and play great defense and see where we end up when the, when the horn goes off in the fourth. All right, and finally, uh, I always forget this, this, that your wife was a former Miss Louisiana basketball. <laughs> can she, can you, have you ever beat her in a game of horse or pig? She's dangerous, I tell you, in a game of horse. Uh, there's no question about that. Um, you know, I feel like my power takes over a little bit in the post, um, and <laughs> she's kind of debatable on that, but there's no question. She was, she was a great, um, a great player herself. She accomplished some great things. Her mother was a great coach. So, um, you know, she comes from a from a coaching bloodline, and, and she's a high, a high school and college athlete, so she understands a lot of the things that go along with athletics, and she couldn't be more supportive of me, and, and I'm so blessed to have her, um, you know, my best friend and, and also my wife, and, you know, it's a great relationship there, and, and she's so excited about the opportunity, too, and, and for our family, and we're just looking forward to it. Can't wait to get over there and get started. Andy, I'm happy for uh, you and your family. Congratulations, and uh, we look forward to having you on the show on a regular basis. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it. Talk to you guys soon. You bet. Andy Robinson, new head coach out at St. Frederick. Yeah, St. Frederick took their time. They took their time uh, looking over their candidates, and they decided that that Coach Robinson is the guy. Uh, My my question is, you know, he's he's spent the last couple of years or several years in 5A ball, and so you're you're going down to 1A where you'll be a, a head coach. And so there's some obvious challenges there mm-hmm. as far as numbers. And so I think that's something he's going to have to figure out early on is how to deal with that. And mm-hmm. that's – I think every coach has to do with that when they go to, you know, smaller schools. It's eye-opening. Either you're going up or you're going down. Yeah. Just the number of athletes and a lot of times, just quite frankly, the quality of athletes you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, and a lot of coaches have different philosophies – I would say mostly in 1A and, and I guess a lot of 2A too, most people play guys both ways. I've seen some try to, to do, you know, two different units, uh, but it's very, very difficult to do it at that at that level. Um, so, you know, when you, when you talk about playing up-tempo and, and bringing these things in, that's, that's stuff you have to think about. You know, you have to think about the numbers. And so it's, it's, not, it's not an easy transition, but uh, – you know he's gotten a lot of experience in this area. He's he's really chunked it around. He's had some really good explosive offenses. I'm anxious to see what he can do at St. Frederick. Very happy for uh, Andy, new St. Frederick head coach. Let's take a timeout coming up in the eight o'clock hour. We'll talk about the big grudge game going to take place on the diamond between ULM and Louisiana Tech. You'll hear from both head coaches. Plus Keith Richard, ULM's head coach, will join us after the break as the Warhawks get ready to hit the court later today in the first round of the Sun Belt Conference. The Morning Drive is back after this. Thanks for listening to the best of The Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.